This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. Sadat and Beulah were pursuing their dreams in their home country of India when a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ changed their direction. Their 40-plus year ministry is captured in this video. Siddhant and Beulah were born in India, ambitious pursuing their dreams, when a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ changed their direction. Siddhant was a sponsored candidate to study medicine with a full scholarship after completing his master's in science. Beulah was pursuing her master's in English literature to teach in the university. Before they were married in 1977, they answered the call of God and surrendered their ambition at the feet of the cross. They were trained for evangelism and church planting by Bucket Singh and Jordan Karn, pioneers of one of the fastest growing church movements. There are 1,500 indigenous churches in India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bhutan, and beyond. While serving in India, the Lord called them to Trinidad in 1980 with World Team, a global agency dedicated to plant worshiping and reproducing churches in unreached people groups of the globe. While waiting on God for direction to come to Trinidad, the Lord led us from Psalms 105 verse 13. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. The Lord also confirmed it from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. The Lord has enabled them to plant several churches among the Hindus and Muslims with church planting teams for the past 40 years. They have four married daughters and three grandchildren. Their ministry of discipling and training nationals continues. Their songs in Urdu and Hindi are also an asset to reach out to the East Indian community. When we arrived in Trinidad in 1980, we started our ministry with two weeks of prayers waiting upon God. And I want to say that all our strategies were born on our knees. God started working by His Spirit and people started getting saved. We started this first church in Las Lomas too. And while doing this, we also worked in Brazil. The reason for that was because our first convert was a witch doctor belonging to this village. That church is going forward by the grace of God 
and it is in the hands of the national leadership. We moved on and came to San Fernando in south of Trinidad in 1991 and pastored a church in Palmist and trained the leaders. That church is still going on. While doing that, we also started two churches in Barakpur and Badnav and spent 15 years doing that. And we praise God that those churches are in the hands of the national leadership and they are moving forward. We started a house church later on and that house church stayed till 2015 and this was also the nucleus of Corinth Evangelical Church where we are working at this point in time. We hope that the Lord will continue to give us the strength so that we can move on with the mandate of missions that God has given to us. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What part will you play? World Team specializes in helping people find their place in missions, whether in prayer, giving, joining a ministry team or serving short term. Our goal is to make disciples and equip the local church to grow and multiply. We do this by sharing the hope of Christ in word and deed. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Talk to me for a little bit about what the team dynamics look like for you. Right now, we don't seem to have a team. We have one missionary couple that has come from Texas two years ago, but they are working in the north and we are here down south. So right now, we don't have an existing team. The only team that I can talk about is the national team that we are working with. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about that national team. What what does that look like? And what are some of the challenges that they face? Well, at present, we have our national churches and they help us with evangelism. They help us with worship. They help us to reach out to the others. And after several years, the churches have been unleashed to the national leadership. So most of the churches that we planted have pastors, deacons and elders. So we have been released to start another outpoint in Corinth, in San Fernando. And the name of our organization that we are working with, that World Team is partnering with, is called the Evangelical Church of West Indies, which they found way back in 1962. So World Team sends their missionaries to this uh, organization, and we work with them and plant churches, train leaders, and then unleash the churches in the national leadership. What are some of the challenges that national believers in Trinidad face? Some of the challenges that the national believers are facing is with domestic violence, the drug culture, escalating crime, and unemployment. So these are some of the challenges. In addition to that, we have 20,000 Venezuelan refugees pouring into our island from South Trinidad. So that has been additional responsibility on the government and on the churches too. 
How do you see God working in the national church there to help reach these people that you've mentioned? When we came from India in 1980, our organization, which is called the Evangelical Church of West Indies, was very much mission-oriented. Churches were being planted, leaders were being trained, and national churches were given in the hands of the national leadership. That was in the first 10 years. After that, our churches have been moving, but I will say that right now, they are still in the maintenance mode, and we still need to do some work so that we come back to the mission mode and keep reaching out. And with this pandemic that has come up upon us for the past 13 months, uh, yes, 13 months, our ministry and the ministry of the ECWI, that is Evangelical Church of West Indies, has taken a paradigm shift. Everything is done via technology, that one-to-one -one contact and fellowshipping has totally stopped. Everything is done via Zoom. So our people are trying their best but right now there are so many hindrances that are coming. Despite all of that, are you seeing success stories of God working and making inroads in those communities? Oh, yes. definitely. He is. Yeah. Well, Could you share fact, some of those? Sure. Well, my Zoom Bible study is really encouraging me in spite of uh, the lockdown because I have several ladies from different church backgrounds, but there is one who's a Catholic, and she is showing so much interest in um, the Bible because we are doing the book of Genesis. And sorry, we are doing the book of Genesis and she's showing such interest because she's Catholic and she says, how come my um, father, my priest does not share the, the Bible in such detail? And she is amazed at how God is working. So we, that has been a really encouraging time for us. When I study Zoom with the ladies on Tuesdays, I'm also following a Muslim background believer and let us call her name Ruth. And she is constantly following me and speaking to me on WhatsApp. And I'm sending her Bible verses because she lives in another country. And my friend from Pakistan is helping me understand the Urdu Bible and then I'm sharing that with her. Also, I have another Hindu background believer that we met just out of the blues when we went to buy fabric for our mass. And I told her that we are missionaries from India. And she said, wow, that's so good. I want to be baptized. So I said, well, that's good. You know, we'll be glad to help you. So at present, I'm also discipling her uh, on a weekly basis and ministering to her. And I'm praying that the Lord will help her understand what being Christian really means. And it's not a religion. I always tell the people I meet that Christianity is not a religion. You know, it's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we went out to share the gospel, people would say, I'm born Hindu, I will die Hindu. I said, nobody is born Hindu or Christian or Catholic. All of us are born sinners. And that is why Jesus Christ came to this world to die for us on the cross. And if we trust in him, then he will give us a new life in Jesus. And over the years, we have seen so many come to know the Lord. We have lost count, right? But we have some that we can share with you. Because from the first time that we, we came to Trinidad, within two weeks of prayer, our first convert was a witch doctor. And then he brought his wife. He's brought his three daughters. They came to know the Lord. Then over the weeks, his mom 
got sick and she came to know the Lord. And when she died, we had this wake we call for days. And then that became an outpoint uh, outreach program where his brother and his wife came to know the Lord. Another brother, his family came to know the Lord. It was like a breakthrough in that village. So we thank God for what he has been doing over the years. All this happened in the very beginning. And uh, now there's a church there that we have planted. And that church is thriving. And uh, the church is led by the national pastor and deacons and leaders. And that is what we see that the vision of world team is. There is no success without successors. And uh, the name of the game is making disciples. So that is in the past. But I will talk about uh, a few things that happened during the past 12 months during this pandemic. And right now we are in the third lockdown. But in the midst of all that, we have been able to reach out to the people and we've been able to lead some to the Lord. Over WhatsApp, over phones and Zoom meetings, I had a webinar for <clears throat> 16 weeks from April to July. And uh, I taught about how to reach the Hindus. And at that time, several people heard the gospel from even America. One of the missionaries with the same mission attended almost every session. People from England and people from the Caribbean and India, they also listened to it. So that was a good training program where I was able to share our experience, how to reach the Hindus. But then I will say that one of the person, he's a Hindu, he's a Muslim friend. We have been witnessing to him on a regular basis. And just a few days ago, we got in touch with him again. And right away, he told us that he has started reading the Bible. And it is just an answer to prayer because during this Ramadan season, we have been praying that the God will appear to these dear Muslim people in visions and dreams and reveal himself. And those things are happening. So we are in touch with him. Let's call him Dharmu. Dharmu is the name, his last name, and he is seeking the Lord. So praise the Lord for us for that. Several months ago, uh, I had led a person, a Hindu background man, to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a, when it comes to position, he's a very high profile uh, officer. He's a chief executive officer. He was, and now he's heading a hospital. He called me all of a sudden and told me that he has been going through third stage of cancer. And uh, it has been quite a time. I've been praying with him and encouraging him. And I'm so glad to know that he is restored back to the Lord. And he is talking about the Lord. And he had been asking me to pray because he sees that when I'm praying, he's encouraged. So I told him that you can also pray. And he has started praying. And I'm so glad to see how he is praying. He's back to the Lord. So praise God for that story. With the Corinth, the new church plant that we have right now, we have been seeing ups and downs. Two of our leaders who had gone back into drug culture and ended up with difficulty with the law have been coming back to the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for that. Despite all that is going on, like this pandemic, the spirit of the Lord is still moving. And uh, yes, we can be discouraged, but there are so many things that are encouraging because the Lord is in control and 
when we were when this pandemic broke out we were living in the fear zone the lord helped us to get out of that and then we started coming back in the growth zone and got to know how good the lord is and now we are in the trusting zone and we are sending the same message to our believers our pastors and leaders who seem to be very discouraged so these are some of the stories that we have been encouraged and of course if we are talking about the past 40 years there are several others that's really encouraging thank you for sharing those stories uh, obviously it's it's hard to to maybe envision this right now in the middle of a third lockdown for the pandemic um but are there ministries on the horizon that you're excited about things that you have planned that once you're able to to go out and meet with people face to face are there things that that you guys are are excited about doing that the that God has put on your heart for um ministry once the lockdown is uh, through and we have liberty to go out our vision is to go to corinth and share the gospel with them in their homes that we have done after much prayer and waiting on the lord and over the years we have also been praying when god opens the door for us and the borders open and our papers were come through that we would join the in the international neighborhood network with wolti who are working with the immigrants so we are waiting and praying for for the lord to show us his guidance and in his time we know that he will open the door and send us to the right place that he has appointed for us and while we are waiting on that right now the lord seems to be opening doors that we have never expected people are coming at our doorsteps so to say via technology and asking us what to do and why is god is god judging the people you know those kind of questions why is god the is god really the love of uh, is god god really the god of love why is he doing all this and you know answering these questions we have to use the biblical terms and show them that there is hope in the lord jesus christ so those kind of things are happening on a regular basis and both my wife and i have been talking about it and saying that it looks like we are more disciplined and organized and more in need that people have the time that we used to spend just going and coming that time is there just sitting in front of the technology and leading people to the lord teaching them and we become more busy than we were before so there's no room for discouragement we cannot afford the luxury of being discouraged there is so much of things so much of stuff that is going on and we need to keep ourselves occupied and both my wife and i are trying to do that god has been giving us quality time to reflect on his goodness and his faithfulness and to uh, transfer that to the people who are really really depressed at this point in time just as a, a more general question because i think you're uniquely equipped to answer it and to explain it to people some people that are are watching or listening to this right now may not really understand what church planting is and obviously church planting is a core tenet of what world team is trying to do in the world could you walk us through what that process looks like what does church planting mean and how exactly does it happen in the world thank you for asking that sir that's a very wonderful question and we will attempt to answer that with uh, the experience that we have had for us church planting a process of church planting it is like planting a little seedling a little tree 
that keeps growing. And of course, the growth process has different aspects of it. But church planting is something like you're going to the unreached people group with the message of hope and peace. We don't even call it a gospel in the very beginning because people may not understand what is gospel. But when we talk about general terms like good news and peace with God and caring God, they begin to develop interest. Tell me more about it. What do you mean by saying that there's peace and there's hope and there's more caring and there's a God who does that? Then we talk to them about what God has done. He has loved the world. He loves the world and he will love the world. And God loves you just as you are. And when they hear that, that God loves me, he can accept me. I'm doing so many, I'm serving more than 320 million idols and still I don't have peace. But you're saying that there's a God who cares for me. There's a God who can give me peace. Tell me more about it. So we tell them how God became man and how God became the uh, man and he was incarnate and he came in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ and what the Lord Jesus did, he did good and he did so much stuff and he gave his life, his life's blood to forgive our sins with his precious blood because in their philosophy and in the theology of these people, blood is the major ingredient that brings about salvation. And when we talk about the blood of Jesus Christ, they begin to listen. So it is the proclamation of the gospel in the very beginning. And when we have a group of people who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and who have turned to Christ and given their lives to Jesus, then the, pro then the process of <clears throat> equipping them begins. Then we start training them through Bible studies, through the you know, Discovery Bible study, or there are so many other programs that we have used in the past. We tell them more about the Lord Jesus Christ and more about what he can do. And when these people come to an understanding, when they're ready to transfer what they have received to other people, then we call them leaders. Then we call them people who can carry on the same message. This is the second stage, equipping the saints. Now, when they go out, they go through the same cycle and proclaim the gospel and tell the people about Jesus. And in the process, they collect more people and they start gathering. And that's when we call them a group of believers, called out people, chosen people who are the church. This is the ecclesia. This is the people who are called out. So this is the little church that comes into existence. And after that, well, there are so many programs that are run in the church to equip the believers who are there. And then the same process goes on and on and on. And they become a strong church to the point when they are able to reproduce. And then more churches are coming in. That is what happened in India when we were working there. Church just developed, multiplied by the numbers. So in a simple term, church planting would be to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and to prepare the leaders and then to transfer the responsibility to them let them understand, as Paul says, give to the people what you have received from me. That's what we do. And then there are churches among the unreached people group. Like when we came to Trinidad, there was only one church that was among the East Indians. Today, there are several because the gospel was proclaimed. 
churches came into existence in local in different localities we call them the local churches and then we teach them how they can become the part of the universal church of the lord jesus christ you've touched a little bit on some of this throughout um but how are you seeing god work through your lives how are you seeing god change you um as you go through it can be ministry in general. It can be the past 12 months with the pandemic, things like that. But how are you seeing God work individually in your lives and as a couple? Well, uh, during the pandemic, the past 12 months has been challenging in so many ways. But regardless of that, you know, God has been showing us that we need to spend more time in prayer and waiting on the Lord. And while we were waiting on the Lord, we were amazed to see how God was sending souls to our doorstep. We would get phone calls. We would get text messages. As we were waiting on the Lord, an old friend of my daughter who was in med school would come to our house again and again, but she never spoke to me. But during the pandemic, while I was messaging her, she said, uh, I want to ask you a personal question. And I said, uh, go ahead, please. She said, I was uh, born in a Christian home, but I don't, my Christian life is in a back burner. I was baptized as a little girl, but there is no change in my life. I feel so dry. So I gave her my testimony on uh, Messenger. And I said, when I was born in a Christian home too, I also got baptized and I went in as a dry sinner, came out as a wet sinner. But when the Lord Jesus met me from his word, I was totally transformed and he just changed my life. And she said, thank you so much. And within a few days, she thanked me. She said, now I'm at peace with God. Thank you for talking to me about your experience with Jesus. So that is how, you know, this is one of the examples of how during the pandemic, God started bringing souls. Then while we were waiting, an old friend from my church that my father planted in Pakistan, who now lives in the US, he said, you know, I've been praying and God is bringing you on my mind and I want you to share your testimony with the Pakistani churches during Christmas. And I said, that'd be great. And he invited us and we were there with so many people who joined us from different parts of the world. And during the pandemic, we got the opportunity to share my testimony and all that God has done through a church planting movement, which is really a movement of prayer. As we say, how do we plant churches? We just come to Jesus and say, Lord, you take over and we examine our hearts and as he searches us and cleanses us and continues to work in our lives, the Holy Spirit starts to flow. And as we pray for different souls, he starts to soften their hearts, you know, through prayer and through the word. And as we have done before from Acts 2.42, as the churches are planted, we share God's word and the word of God penetrated, the gospel penetrated. And that is how God is working in our lives when we are waiting on the God, when the doors are all closed, we think doors are closed, but God is opening doors after doors after doors that we are amazed to see how he's working and why he has allowed. Uh, 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 his niece called the other day from India and she spoke to him for a whole hour because she was in such depressed conditions. There were 15 people dying around in the neighborhood and uh, her uncle is sick and there were just list of all the people who are dying or who have died. And it was so depressing just listening to her. But my husband, you know, took his time and shared his testimony, shared the gospel. And now another door has opened in India. And I'm seeing beyond our human understanding, we are seeing that God is at work. 
and I am in a Bible study, a men's Bible study, on every second of set, uh, every second Saturday of the month. And these are guys from Bloomington, Illinois, and Chicago area, and sometimes different people join us. The coordinator who was doing the Bible study and conducting the Bible study asked me, Pastor Yogi, during this pandemic, when things are so discouraging, depressing, what gives you comfort and how do you survive? What do you, how do you spend your time? So I told him that Lord is giving me enough time to spend in his word. And I am memorizing more scriptures these days and I'm preparing more sermons to be preached in the future. I'm preparing more notes and writing and reading a lot. So the word of God is really helping me. And he was just amazed. And he shared that with the group that during this time of depression, something that can really keep us away from it is encouragement from the word of God, which never ever passes away. So this is one thing that I'm learning that when I live, this is the time for us just to live. This is not the time that we can preach to the people. We really need to practice the precepts that we have learned so that people will see what is being preached. So for us, God has really opened our hearts to the amazing ways that he's working and we have not seen those in the past several years. This is a new paradigm. This is a new shift that we are seeing God. This is a new angle that we are seeing God from, how he can work. So these are some of the things that we are learning and we want to praise God for that. The word of God still encourages what are some ways that people can be praying for you and for the ministry in Trinidad? Well, we would appreciate the prayers that we would not be weary in well-doing because in due season, we shall reap if we do not faint and also pray that God will supply all our financial needs and he will help us to trust God to see more souls be added and the leaders be developed for the future so that when we are gone, they will take the baton and run with it and keep going on for the Lord and preach the gospel. To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities in Trinidad, head to us.worldteam.org and click Go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from workers in Trinidad and elsewhere, click Pray. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team U.S. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org.